Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast presented by First Federal. It's Monday, September 26th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Oh boy, what a loss for the Chiefs on Sunday at Indianapolis. The final score was 20-17 as the Colts scored the game-winning touchdown with 24 seconds remaining. I thought the defense was going to bail out the sputtering offense and horrible special teams. That is, until Chris Jones was flagged for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after a sack of Matt Ryan. That kept the Colts' drive alive. Today's show started as a Sports Beat Live with beat writers Jesse Newell and Herbie Teope and columnist Vahe Gregorian. Okay, let's break it all down. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to Sports Beat Live, our post-game show. We're talking Chiefs here in, in the aftermath of a 20-17 loss to the Indianapolis Colts. Show is presented by First Federal, and we're here with the guys who cover the game, T.O.P., Jesse Newell, and Vahe Gregorian. But we want to hear from you. Let us know what you thought of the game, what you thought went wrong. Um, Connie actually leads us off with her first question, uh, with the first question or comment. Um, what happened? <laughs> That's a good way to get into it, Connie. What exactly happened um, before we do, let's start where, you, where we often do. Herbie, what uh, what did Andy Reid say about injuries or any kind of news update after the game? Well, the good news was they came out of it healthy, uh, even though you did have Andrew Wiley lead the game. Saw him in the locker room. It looked like he had his right eye. It looked like he got poked in the eye. And then um, safety Brian Cook left the field briefly, was in the medical tent, but he actually played as well. So he didn't really have any ma- major injuries, and that's good news. The bad news is, obviously, is – what we're about ready to dive into, they lost. Yeah, they did. And I was going to say that having you know serious injuries today, but injuries in previous games had an impact on today's game. That is for sure. So, all right, um, let's let's go ahead and start with Chris Jones. That's kind of be the sort of the news that comes out of this game. Everybody wants to know what Chris Jones said, and we actually have um, Jesse's video of uh, Chris Jones in the locker room after the game. Why don't we go ahead and play that now and then get into that play that if, if this, there were so many things that, that went wrong for the Chiefs in this game, especially toward the end of the game. But I, I think we'll remember this as um, if this game has a Chiefs face, it's going to end up being Chris Jones. So let's hear from Chris Jones after the game. Chris, do you express some level of frustration at you for sort of maybe after the snap? Uh, I was frustrated that I got called. Uh, don't think I said anything horrendous, but you know, uh, the official called in. Yeah, I can't take it back, so I got to do a better job of playing the game and uh, not saying anything. Obviously, Reece Matt Ryan talking also. Like, I thought we was having a conversation with one another, but you know, never know what the official scene could have heard something that was loud. So you know, I just got to do a better job, man. Chris. Uh, Sorry. Playing football. Did you surprised at the flag? Uh, yeah, I was clearly surprised. I didn't think he was going to call the flag. We were just clearly, you know, having a conversation. But, you know. Did, did you did you get an explanation from the ref? Did you ask for one? There's no need for, for no explanation. You know, the flag was called. That's what he's called. So, you know, can't argue, can't take a flag back. So, next play. Chris, how hard is it just to get past that it happened that way? Oh, it sucks, man, because I blame myself for that. Um, it was third down. We got off the field. Defense fall hard. 
and I kind of put us in a situation uh, to get back on the field, and then we got scored on, and that sums up the game. So I take that one. Uh, it was my fault. It was definitely my fault. Uh, as a as a veteran player on this team, I got to be better. Uh, you know, with those type of things, especially those situations. Uh, but it won't happen again for me. Uh, I take full blame. Apologize to my team. You know for putting us in that type of situation. It was third down, we was off the field, but it gave our offense the ball back. So. Did you actually speak to the team explicitly, or are you just sort of saying that in a general way? Just right saying now? it in general, you know? Yeah. Is this the type of thing you feel like you've said, done before without being flagged in the past? Listen, I've never been flagged for talking. Uh, having a conversation, but the game is evolving, man. So we got to learn to adjust as players and we got to do a better job at it. Okay, that was Chris Jones, and I did a bad job of setting up what Chris Jones was talking about. Anybody who watched the game knows, but just for you know, for the purpose of uh, posterity and the record, Jesse, why don't you set up the, um, the, the the situation that Chris Jones was discussing, and and then Vahe, I know that you ended up writing or, or in the process of writing about it. Yeah, it was basically the Chiefs set up as they did all day. They had a, a great blitz call. They get a sack. On Matt Ryan, it's going to be fourth and about 16 for the Colts when they're down in the game without five minutes left. So basically your only decision is to punt there, most likely. I mean, with Matt Ryan and the offense that the Colts have, it's going to be very unlikely for you to convert fourth and 16. As Matt Ryan's getting up from the sack, Chris and Jones and him are talking. They talk, they talk, they talk. And eventually the official throws his flag up in the air and calls him for unsportsmanlike conduct, gives the Colts a free first down. The Colts go on and, and have the perfect drive. You know, they go on to score a touchdown with very little time remaining so that uh, the Chiefs can't respond in the way they would want to. So I'll kick it over to Vahe because obviously he is writing about Chris Jones. But, uh, you know, you, you can't really overstate a play like that. I mean, if, the, if that ball gets punted back to the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs win the game. It didn't get punted back because of that flag on Chris Jones. Whether he deserved it or not, he got that penalty. And, and that's what changed the game at that point in time, for sure. Yeah, look, there, there's a lot going on with that play. And first of all, Jesse, your point is is great about the impact of it. Blair, your point was great about um, it being one of a number of plays. The Chiefs, uh, after 10 days after that Chargers game, they, they found a way to win. They absolutely were hell-bent on giving this game to the Colts, it seemed like. And that is the play we'll remember. I think, as you put it, Blair, we'll put a face to it. What we don't, we don't know what Chris Jones said. Chris Jones had a chance, uh, probably multiple chances, but at least one specific chance to to say what he said. And he said, he didn't remember. Um, Matt Ryan declined to say what Chris Jones said. The officials declined to say what Chris Jones said uh, in the pool report given to our friend, Adam Teicher. Um, but they did sort of, and they were even asked to elaborate and said that they wouldn't, but they'll include it in their game report to the league. So we're left to surmise that Chris Jones said something he shouldn't have said. Uh, it does seem pretty pretty harsh at that point of the game to make a call like that that effectively decides the game but we'd certainly need to remember there were I, I think we can think of 10 other plays uh very easily that sent this game moving this way and that's just the most memorable and maybe the last pivotal thing that went against the Chiefs and we can't even really say the penalty shouldn't have been called because we don't know what was said it just seems unusual very unusual for it to be called at that time. Uh, Larry identified one of those plays, uh, talking about the drop that Kelsey had the end zone of, uh, earlier than, than, than that. Herbie, what's your take on, on the whole thing? What, um, 
you've covered the league for for quite a long time. I, I was I, I know that uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo were surprised that a flag was thrown, and all replay showed was, you know, uh, uh, Matt Ryan and Chris Jones standing up, and then and then their helmets are facing each other, and Chris seems to be, you know, he's he's nodding his head a little bit, seemed to be doing the talking, and before those two separated, the flag came out. Um, and, and of course, Chris Jones said he was surprised. And he, as we just heard, he'd never, you know, he's never been flagged for having a discussion, which is how he described it. But what, what was your, what's your overall take on it? It's really weird to see something like that, because as everybody here said, that is a game changer because it kept the Colts drive alive. And of course that ended up being the game winning drive. You know, normally you want, you would want the officials just to let the players be players, let them say what they say, as long as they don't cross any lines. Unfortunately, we don't know what was said. You know, I think what's going to happen is since we heard the, the reporter say they'll, they'll include it in their report, which means somebody from the NFL network is going to get their hands on that report. And we'll finally figure out what was said between the two, even though you have Chris Jones declining, Matt Ryan declining. It's just a real, really weird situation. But at the same time, it's the Colts. You know, I'm going to throw a stat at you. Since 2013, when she's when Andy Reid became the head coach, do you know what the Chiefs' record is against the Colts under Reid? Well, they just won the one playoff game, I believe, right? They're two and four. Two and four. They are two one and of them four. Was playoff. Well, one, then think about one in 2016. I think they also they won. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the Alex Smith concussion game. So they lose the playoff game in 13 after the owning the 28 point lead in the second half, the 2016 Alex Smith concussion game, and then today I think was their first trip back to Indianapolis since then when and lose in the most bizarre fashion. So, yeah. And then of course the, the crazy 19 to 13 game at Arrowhead and, and uh, it, the Super Bowl year. So maybe that's an omen when, when they lose to the Colts uh, in Arrowhead, they, you know, they go on to win the Super Bowl. So listen, the other, the other, what I thought about after that play, I, I really did think, uh Oh, after the flag came out that this, you know, this could portend doom for the chiefs and, it, you just cannot give a competent opponent life like that. And they seized, give the Colts and Matt Ryan and Frank Reich and Jonathan Taylor, give them all credit. They seized the moment and took full advantage of it. But up until then, and including that play, up until the flag came out of the pocket, I thought the Chiefs defense was going to take the special teams off the hook and the offense to some extent off the hook. I thought the defense played outstanding. I thought Steve Spagnuolo had a great game plan. They blitzed at the right time. They got home with the blitzes. And look, maybe that's easy to do when you have a statue back there like Matt Ryan. But um, that, I just thought this was an outstanding defensive effort. We can we can you know name plays. The Nick Bolton, you know, standing up Jonathan Taylor on the fourth and one after the Chiefs were wise enough to challenge the play. They you know the Colts have been given a first down and, and Andy takes the challenge flag out. They have to run a fourth and one and Nick Bolton stands up Jonathan Taylor. That should have been the highlight of the day for the Chiefs. Legereus Sneed, you know, fumble recovery in a sack. He was my Casey Star player of the game, and uh, you know Carlos Dunlap. And and look, we all thought that the prop, you know, the the Willie Gay absence was going to really hurt the Chiefs. You know, Darius Harris ended up with 13 tackles and seemed to be all over the field. So. Let's. How about a, just a. How about a thought just on the defensive effort and game plan coming in? You know that uh, that we saw from the Chiefs today. Well, just Blair. It's definitely the second week in a row the defense 
third week, really, but but that it mattered and, and should have mattered that the defense was going to take everybody else off the hook. Those two Sneed uh, turnover plays, and and as you noted, it was five sacks on Matt Ryan. Um, what a, what a stop that was! Uh, it was Bolton, but the little little boost from uh, from Darius Harris on that that fourth and one stop. Um, uh, Sneed almost had another interception. I mean, he 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 was uh, cutting right across the middle and almost got his hands on another. They they were terrific and. It is tough. Patrick Mahomes said after the game, you know, that you, you got to win when the defense plays that way. And and that's it, it's kind of interesting now. Right. We, we've seen that the defense has been the steady theme through this first part of the, part of the regular season. And and yet the critical mistake there by Chris Jones ends up offsetting that. Yeah, um, I was trying to. You know, as this game was unfolding, it was it was apparent that the Chiefs' offense was not going to get untracked in this game. And I, um, if if you were with us just before we came on the air, you heard Patrick Mahomes speak to that that it, it was just going to be a struggle to get points on the board. I didn't. It should not as be, it should not have been as big a struggle uh, because of missed field goal, missed extra point. But um, it you know at least until about five minutes to go, it looked like the Chiefs were going to get out of Indianapolis. With victory, I want to talk about the offense and Patrick Mahomes and the special teams. But first, let's take a break and hear from First Federal. When I bought my first home, I was searching for listings and negotiating all on my own. Now I'm back in the housing market and I could not imagine doing that again. But then I found First Federal Bank of Kansas City's expert loan advisors at ffbkc.com. They were kind, knowledgeable, and available 24-7. My loan advisor answered my questions and helped me feel confident all the way through closing. I trust First Federal Bank because they understand banking is personal. Apply today for a home loan at ffbkc.com slash homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. We're back on Sportsbeat Live with Herbie Teope, Vahe Gregorian, and Jesse Newell. They're in Indianapolis covering today's game. And um, you guys, great comments coming in. Steve uh, notes that 14 of the Chiefs' 17 points came from Matt Ryan's two fumbles. That's exactly right. So short field um, touchdowns. And I actually thought the Chiefs got a little bit of a break on the two-point conversion pass to Kelsey. I, um, I, you know, I, I think it's almost coin flip whether that was good or not, but it counted, and um, and, and they got the two points. But uh, why, Jesse, in your estimation, did the Chiefs have so much trouble moving the ball uh, held to less than 300 total yards. And again, the point total, the lowest for the Chiefs since uh, beating the Packers last year, 13 to 7. Yeah, I think this is what probably you fear if you don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. And with all the new receivers, it's just, you heard Patrick Mahomes talk about that on the video right before here. It just, they're not in sync yet. And sometimes when Patrick expects these guys to go one way and run away from coverage, they're running toward coverage. And sometimes when he expects them to go in a little bit more, they're going out a little bit more. And it's just 
not linking up. There was a, a run in the first half that Patrick Mahomes had. He was scrambling out of the pocket. He was looking deep for MBS. And MBS, you know, I think that's a play probably. And again, I need to rewatch the film, do the whole coach thing. But I think that's a play that Tyreek Hill would have ran away from the defense. Mahomes would have seen it, lined it up, chucked it as far as he could. And we always see the meme. F it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. He would have thrown it up and given his guy a chance. MBS didn't give him a chance. And so Patrick Mahomes runs for eight or nine yards, gets the first down, which is nice. But those are the plays. Those are the situations where, in the past, the Chiefs have sprung for 60-yard touchdowns, 70-yard touchdowns. That's the sort of thing off script where Patrick Mahomes has had such good chemistry with guys like Travis Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill that they've been so dynamic, and they didn't get those dynamic plays today. We saw one where Juju Smith-Schuster got free late, but just not enough of them. And you add to it, I mean, listen, guys, Patrick Mahomes hasn't been at his best so far. Like, let's just be honest about this. Uh, That first play... The first drive of the game, Juju Smith, or not Juju, MVS was open. He beat his guy down the field. If 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 Patrick Mahomes said this after the game, if he hits MVS on that play, that's a touchdown. And all of a sudden, it's a, all, it's a different game. All of a sudden, this game is not like anything else. Now, it's so funny to talk about this in big picture because you talk about how many times the Chiefs gave this game back. You know, you have the weird fake field goal, then you have a missed field goal after that. Uh, then you have you know fourth down decisions where they didn't go for on one, they went for it on another. Uh, so kind of inconsistent messages there. You've got the special teams where uh, Sky Moore hands together team seven points at the beginning of the game, which Indianapolis looked like they didn't want to be here that first drive. So if the Chiefs get that ball, drive it down the field and score, again, maybe this game is over before it starts. But I think it kind of goes back to the old adage. What do great teams do? They don't allow themselves to be in close games. The Chiefs never made the play to not be in a close game today. They let the Colts get get kept letting them be back in this close game, and that's how you lose close games. Just like we've seen Cincinnati. Cincinnati went on a great run of close wins in the last season. You look at the start of this season, they've lost all their close games. You know why? Because close games over time, it's going to be about 50-50. Uh, this, to me, feels like the Chiefs, last week they kind of stole one. This week they gave one away. And that's what happens in the NFL when there's close games. The Chiefs had opportunities to not make this a close game. They let it be a close game. Then they lost. Just to add on to that real quick, Blair, you know, there, I, I see it with Patrick targeted uh, Travis Kelsey eight times. And I, I think we look at that ball in the end zone as, as a ball Kelsey could have caught. There was another ball that Kelsey could have caught, but they weren't good passes. Uh, they were, they were, they were a bit off and they, they made the, the catch way harder than it had to be. And Patrick had a couple of those. Um, I thought Justin Watson, maybe, maybe ought to could have, should have come up with one ball. He dove for it would have been about a 25, 30 yard game, but um, you know, it wasn't a good pass. And what was interesting, you know, Jesse and I were talking and Sam McDowell down at our end of the press box. Um, there was a sequence with MVS. The game starts with Patrick throwing over the middle to MVS, and he kind of alligator-armed it. I, I hate to say that, but that, that's what it looked like to me. Then the next pass to MVS, he over, Patrick overthrows him. Then I think the third uh, try for MVS was the one Jesse alluded to earlier where he ran back into coverage. So something different went wrong in each of those plays with the guy who really needs to be one of their marquee guys. And I think we can hope uh, for the chief's sake that that's just early, early stuff, you know, getting used to each other. Um, but right now it's, it makes it a little, little frustrating to watch this offense. And if you had just one of those things connecting a little better, it would shift, it would shift the rest of the dynamics of the game. That the thing that concerns me the most about this offense going against this Colts defense, this defense was down three-time first-team all-pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard. And then during the game, Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, their Pro Bowl cornerback, was in and out with an injury. 
Their safety, their starting safety, Justin Blackman went down with an injury and didn't return. Yeah, but you're facing a beat up, banged up defense. You got to be able to score on them. And then when the Chiefs have issues against this Colts defense, yes, every player in an NFL is supposed to be good, but you're going against backups. You got to be able to take advantage of that. And the Chiefs didn't do it. I want to go back to something Jesse said earlier. And um, the yes, when, when Mahomes scrambles, you know, um, and, and it's a bit of a fire drill. There, there would be Tyreek Hill 40 yards downfield in a, you know, where Mahomes expected him to be. But that's also where players like Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle excelled as well. They they were not rarely first, second options, but they got the receptions on balls just by uh, knowing where Mahomes wanted them in, in those places. And I, you know, and even though they played a lot of catch in Texas and they had a, you know, as, as um, I think it was Juju said, but a difficult training camp. I believe it still it still appears to be a work in progress. And there's lots of reasons for that too, Blair. I mean, I know people Chiefs fans don't want to hear it right now. Listen, Sky Moore cost them seven points to start the game. Like, let's just yeah, let's, not, let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush. Like, he cost them seven points. But right now, Sky Moore might be the answer to some of these things we're talking about, right? I mean, he gets releases off the line of scrimmage probably better than anybody else. He can. Uh, get yards after the catch. He's been able to break tackles. And this is something we haven't seen as much from the receiving core that they've had so far. So is he going to be more comfortable in week 12, 13, 14 than weeks one, two, three? Absolutely. But again, you don't have that time yet. Like you can't rush experience. You can't rush him knowing the offense or all the motions with the offense or all of Andy Reid's playbook. So uh, this is, again, if, if you wanted to talk about it or not, I think this is just sort of the natural progression of where this offense is right now. So it, it's it's kind of what you want to, I mean, you mentioned it, Blair. The defense is way ahead of what we could have ever expected at this point. That's a great sign for the Chiefs. And the fact they lost today is bad. But, like, if you look at that, you're saying, wow, if you get this defense and you assume that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to figure out the offense plus some additions, you know, whether it's MBS getting on the same page, Juju getting on the same page, or Sky Moore developing, they're going to be better by the end of the season. I mean, where it hurts is it's just a loss. And if you're going to try to chase down Buffalo, I know Buffalo lost today, but it's tough, man. What it, Patrick Mahomes talked about their schedule. I've been talking about their schedule all season. We all talked about their schedule. I mean, you go at Tampa Bay next week. It's easier than what we thought it was going to be, but it's still really tough. So for the Chiefs to chase down Buffalo, get that number one seed, get home field advantage, probably not happening this year. But can the Chiefs be a super dangerous team once the playoffs come with an offense that's going to go like this and a defense that maybe just goes like this and is already as good as it is right now? Uh, that's a really tough team in the playoffs. So um, the loss hurts for the overall big picture, but there are some really positive signs for this team right now if you look close enough and kind of know where to look. Hey, one other thing just uh, that we kind of went through, but, you know, I find somewhere between puzzling and worrisome is the, the, the utter ineffectiveness of McCall Hardman. Now, I know he got hurt, um, but he came back in. I, 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 I'm not entirely sure how many snaps he had after that, but, you know, he had one catch for two yards today. He's got seven catches for 67 yards this season. And that that is not what they they expected to have happen um, as, as he was, you know, peaking to some degree late last season. They, and that's this is a guy he, that Patrick should have some sense of rhythm and chemistry with at, at this point. So I, I find that a little distressing um, as we look at the things that are not falling into place for the offense. You guys might have better observations on it than I do, but it just stands out to me. I want to get a Herbie snap count on him because you're right. It's, it looks like the heel bothered him. He got that one two-yard catch, and then he came out of the game. But he was in on the last play uh, for Patrick Mahomes on that interception. And 
I'll be interested to go back and watch that one because after that throw and after it went off Juju's hands and got intercepted, Juju and McColl on the field had a long conversation. Like before they went to the sideline, like 10, 15 seconds, like, is that what you were supposed to do? This is what I was doing. And again, it just speaks to what this offense is right now. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes trying to run around, make plays. Let's throw the offensive line in there too. I mean, he did not get perfect protection. I know Indianapolis has a pretty good front. They did not get pressure before this game though. They were struggling coming in. Uh, first half, especially, uh, I, I think the tackles were not holding up very well. And when the tackles don't hold up, well, we see Patrick Mahomes, he gets a tendency to just get a little happy feet. You know what I mean? Like he, he feels like he has to dodge and duck and dive and, uh, you know, get out of the way of wrenches, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it's not, it's just not comfortable offense yet for the Chiefs. I guess that's probably the way to put it. It's, nothing's comfortable yet for them. I think they'll get there. And I think when they get there, they'll be a dangerous team. But uh, the shame of it is, you know, we talk about how many plays they still could have made and won this game. They just didn't do it. Yep. Uh, Larry agrees uh, on McCole Harvin. He needs to step up, Larry says. Okay, before we leave the offense, we cannot we cannot end our conversation without talking about Dave Tobe's special teams. But before we leave the offense, uh, there was a bit of a conversation. Speaking of, uh, you know, the, the Chris Jones, Matt Ryan conversation wasn't the only one that caught people's attention today. It, uh, at halftime, as the Chiefs were leaving the field, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy seemed to have a little chat. Herbie, what did we find out about what uh, uh, what was said between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy? <laughs> didn't didn't find out too much, did we, Jesse? <laughs> Jesse Jesse's waving for the fair catch. Uh, Ooh, hope he call corrals, on me, call on me. Uh, <laughs> hope he corrals it better than the yeah than the sky. Yeah, okay. What you got, Jesse? Uh, yeah, we talked to we talked to Patrick afterwards at the podium. Um, he said he just wanted to try to go score at that point um he actually was pretty forthcoming about it but said they were facing second or third and 20 uh and he basically got told that they just want to get the ball to the half and get the ball in the second half uh he was basically said he said that he said that uh the run was what frustrated him just running the ball letting the run and not trying to go for a hail mary on that last play of the game the last play of the half uh but he basically said his conversation was I won't turn it over. I'll get the ball out. I'll give our guys a chance. I'll try to get deep down the sideline. I will not turn it over. I will not make this worse, basically. And it just sort of fell on deaf ears. But he kept talking about, hey, I'm a competitor. Uh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm on the field. I want to go make a play. But, you know, they have to manage the game, that sort of thing. But it is interesting. I mean, I appreciate his forthcoming comments. But it is interesting when you say that sort of thing where it's like, hey, they have to be the game managers. They have to be the ones that uh, come up with the reasons here. And the Chiefs end up losing by three, you know? So I, I don't, I don't, think that that necessarily was a good choice right i mean uh the, to the victors go the spoils and i guess to the losers go the rest and so uh the chiefs did not go for it in that situation patrick Mahomes wanted to and this is sort of um you know not a huge deal and andy Reid spoke about afterwards saying it wasn't a confrontation no matter what it looked like on video but i think it is the start of something we see this with superstars in sports like patrick mahomes is i mean uh he carries a lot of weight he carries a lot of weight in this organization in this locker room with this coaching staff and so when he's not happy that's very notable, and he was not happy with Eric Bieniemy in that play. And so that was the explanation for it. And like I said, pretty forthcoming with his comments afterwards. If the Chiefs would have won, it would have been less of a big deal. The Chiefs didn't win, so it's going to remain a big deal. Now, I, I would just add that uh, two things. Uh, I think Jesse's alluding to a, an important point that we, we our headlights don't quite go that far in terms of really knowing what what the what level of tension is or what, or, or to what degree it's anything beyond a momentary thing. And I wouldn't even really call it the heat of the moment. Maybe I'm, um, as Bill Self would say, maybe I'm being soft about that, but I, I thought it was, uh, 
it really was like just kind of a debate. I think heat would be too strong. I think Patrick wanted to make a point to Eric Bieniemy, and Andy Reid kind of came over and you know gently uh, tug tug Patrick away. I uh, I I think it's possible that uh, there's a bit more of a kerfuffle over this than than maybe there is too. The only thing I'll say is for Mahomes, we saw him like with Pacheco pointing, "Hey, this is where you should have run the football," that sort of stuff. That discussion can take place in the locker room, and it didn't. You know what I mean? Like, he went straight over the sideline. He sort of had to be shuffled along. So I get it. I mean, again, the, the conversation looked worse without us hearing the words and the video without having the words. It looked worse. But uh, I, Patrick Mahomes is a smart guy. He, he, I think he intentionally did that on the field to show everybody that he wanted to go for it. And he, his words afterwards, he made it very clear he wanted to go for it. So I think his point was made by doing that, and I think he very much wanted to make that point. So – uh, that's part of why we're talking about it because he didn't discuss on the locker room behind the cameras. He did it out on the field in front of them. And so I, I think that, that, that should be taken into account at least. You're right. It's a good point, Jesse. Well, and how many, we don't know this and I don't know if we would ever know this, but how many decisions were made by Andy Reed with, you know, his kicker's ability in the back of his mind. Um, my buddy Victor asks about uh, the, the Chiefs' prospect of picking up a new kicker. I got to think Harrison Butker is going to be ready to go for the next game, and they will attach a new ankle to him if that's what it takes for get him ready for the next game. Um, Matt Amendola, I believe, has played his final game in, in a Chiefs uniform. Um, you know, they thought so much of him that they attempted their first fake field goal since. I don't know that Tennessee game in twenty, you know, twenty nineteen. Uh, that that crazy finish to that game. I that was that you know, it, it was it was a disaster of a play, but it wouldn't have counted anyway because the Chiefs were had an illegal man downfield, even if they if they had you know connected on the reception for a first down. But uh, just another moment of special teams fiascos today starting with as uh, as we mentioned earlier the sky Moore muff punt that turned into the short touchdown pass uh for the colts sky Moore misjudged a, a second you know punt she seemed to lose it in the you know in the, either in the sky or the sun or something um herbie what what uh, uh I, I just don't remember i'm sure it's happened dave tobes coached for a long time nothing's perfect but um i, I just don't remember a, a total failure of the special teams like what we saw today i think if anything you'd have to go all the way back to the 2019 season where special teams became uh, a storyline and it was after it was against the titans if you remember uh, yeah yep. winchester had to stand up in the locker room and explain some of the things that he did wrong as a long snapper of all things but today was bad you know and i talked to sky more in the locker room after the game and he, he had mentioned the sun wasn't in his eyes he just he says i have to make that catch and then I asked him, okay, what about the second one? You know, the ball bounced. And then he said, you know, I had to make that catch too. But he admitted the first mistake was on his mind. And he said, I did not want to make another mistake. And then they ended up making the mistake because the ball bounced and rolled down to the one-yard line. So, you know, but it, he's a rookie and hopefully he does better. But you are right on Harrison Bucker, or at least I, I, I'd hope the, the Chiefs fans probably hope you're right on Harrison Bucker. But Andy Reid did say Friday that he's hopeful – that Harrison Bucker is back in week four because they got a brutal performance out of Matt Amendola today. Missed 42 yard field goal and also a missed point, um, extra point. Excellent. And that, yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> that's four points you left on the table there. 
Uh, he and, missed, and another field goal. Yeah, he missed a shorter yeah, one. Yeah, and another one. Yeah, 33-yard, yeah. 34-yarder. You know, the other thing about all that, I think, too, Blair, you sort of made this point, but all these things change how you play, right? They, they, they physically change your location on the field. Uh, surely, as, as Herbie pointed out, Sky Moore, one gaff goes into another, or at least is in your mind. You're walking on eggshells about whether you can make an extra point or a, or a or field goal. And going back to what you said, Blair, I mean, I think – it, no doubt it affects strategy in multiple ways. You know, you're, you're, whether you're coming out of your end zone or you're trying to go in their end zone and you don't know what to do. I mean, I, so I think they're, they're a little scrambled. It's, it's amazing the butterfly effect here, guys. I mean, I'm thinking about like three different things we just brought up. So like out here behind us, they just closed the roof, right? Because Patrick Mahomes isn't playing here anymore. So they open the roof, the sun comes in, there's a little bit of wind and Sky Moore muffs the first punt. You know, like Indianapolis knew they're the underdog. They knew that some weird stuff has to happen. So open the roof up, let the winds in. So, hey, maybe that got them seven points. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't see this roof open very often. <laughs> I think the Chiefs came and the roof opened. Uh, another thing, you know, the Chiefs have a, quote, kickoff to try to get their kicker. And, you know, I was talking with somebody about this. Like, it worked out for the Chiefs against the Chargers. But, um, you know, if I played a three-point contest against Christian Brown, I might, I might win one out of ten. You know, would you say that I should shoot three-pointers for the KU basketball team after that? Probably not. So the Chiefs do that. They sign Miami Nola. He was great against the Chargers. But, again, today, I mean, fourth and 11, you're faking field goals? I mean, you have no confidence in the guy. I mean, he might as well not even be out here if that's what you're going to do. So, again, just these tiny, tiny things. Like, if Harrison Bucker's here, they're 3-0. and So I, just this kind of small, itty-bitty things. You talk about them. The, they, they, they put Sky Moore back there. They have faith in him. They have trust in him. He never returned punts in college. Right. Dave Tobe put trust in him early to say, hey, believe you can do it, believe you can do it. They put him back there. He must won. It, it cost him seven points. So maybe that'll help him in the future. Maybe he'll be a great punt returner down the line. He's been a good punt returner when he catches the ball. But again, just like that's got to be what's so horrible for the Chiefs is like any of those tiny things that were decisions a week ago or two weeks ago or a month ago or two months ago, all of those just blew up in their face today. And so uh, that's the difference between a win and a loss. And it was definitely the difference between a win and a loss tonight. Got even uh, Isaiah Pacheco slipping on the kickoff return, you know, going down to like the third, whatever it was, the 13 or the 14 to, to ruin field position. So just so many things, so many things. So, all right, guys, you need to get back to work and um, look forward to reading stories in the star on KansasCity.com and in the Kansas City Star. Um, thanks to our producers, Monty Davis and George Howard. Thanks to First Federal for their sponsorship. And we'll come at you again. On Thursday, our regularly scheduled Chiefs show, as they uh, will preview the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday Night Football from Tampa Bay next week. Thanks for spending some time with us. Until then, take care. That will do it for today. Thanks to our producers, Monty Davis, Randy Mason, George Howard, and Jeff Rosen, and to our sponsor, First Federal. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian, Jesse Newell, and Herbie Teope for sharing their insights. Read all about the Chiefs game and all the NFL action in the morning sports edition Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.